0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you are tuned into the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. human sacrifice dogs and cats living together
1: hey there everyone it's time it's Finally, time for our return to the Terminal Series. Yes, fellow zoners, it is time. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself, the suddenly facial hairless yeah. Mike Carbno. And I got to tell you, I'm a little weirded out. Um, yeah, I was too. Now, now uh, do you care to explain yourself here before we dive into our Terminal topic yeah
0: well first of all i want to say that it is, it is already growing back you can't see it on thank god the camera because it's so <laughs> you know gray and light and but anyway uh the other day i was uh in the bathroom and i was gonna trim up my beard you know i got those little little hand shaver rechargeable it's got the little guides on them you, know, you can have whatever length you want so you know and i keep my beard fairly trimmed <laughs> Well, the other day when I was doing it, I was like, I'll go on and everything. And then I put it up to my chin and I go, Zoom! I didn't have the guide on it. <laughs> oh man. The guide was not on there. It took it right down to my skin. It's like, like this two inch wide swath through my poor graying goatee.
1: Why didn't you should have left <laughs> it? You should have left that look. You you maybe maybe you could well, have started a new trend.
0: I did even better, you know, you know, Mary's sitting out in the living room and she, she has no idea what's going on. You know, I'm in the bathroom, so I shave my chin. So I've got this handlebar mustache all the way down to the bottom of my chin with my little, uh, do fluffy thing there, whatever they call it, <laughs> you know, under the lip.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. What? I don't know what that exactly no, is I don't. called.
0: I haven't. I like do fluffy. Yeah, We'll go with
1: do fluffy for that right now. <laughs> so,
0: so I, I had that all, you know, and then the top part of my mustache, I, I shaved it down for my nose. So it's like a pencil mustache. <laughs> and then it gets thick on the sides going down on my chin. <laughs> so, so I come out and, uh, and Mary's like, you know, she looks at me, we're talking nothing.
1: Oh, She didn't Not even react. <laughs>
0: And and I sit down next to her and we're talking, nothing. <laughs> and finally, I was like kind of hinting and giving hints, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Oh my god,
1: what? The hell? <laughs> what the heck? How did she not uh, know? How? Okay, I have done no um, it. Well, I, I heard Mary laughing in the background, yeah, so yeah, she has yeah. some she has some explaining to do. How? I mean, how did she not notice that? Does she never really look deeply into your eyes? Does she not gaze into your face lovingly? How did
0: you not notice that I had shaved? I don't
1: freaking notice things
0: like that. See Well everyone <laughs> I don't freaking notice things like that, she says. Yeah,
1: no no need for me to repeat that either. I mean that came across clear as day. Um so okay. that'll be good. <laughs>
0: She don't freaking know.
1: <laughs> Man, I wish you would have taken some photos or something. Oh, you know? I should have.
0: I why Well, oh, why didn't I? Oh, well, oh well.
1: Well, there's a reason to regrow your facial hair just to do the same thing. And do just, it again <laughs> and take some photos. Take some photos this time. Post them online. Uh, we'll see yeah, how there that goes. Go. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> well, look at how bad I look without my beard. Though I look like I don't know what I look like. Well,
1: you, what? <laughs> you look like you without facial hair. That's what you look like without, you know. And I, I like,
0: like, I look like a flesh toned bowling ball hey, with a face Hey, on.
1: hey, hey. <laughs> That's a great idea for a bowling ball, you know. Yeah, no kidding. Bridget and I do enjoy going bowling every now and then. It's a rare occasion when we do, you know, but we have a good time. You know, we've talked about getting our own or getting my own personalized bowling ball. Maybe I should get one with yeah. your face plastered all over it.
0: You know, You get that that ball rolling down the the lane there without a spin on it, and every time it comes around, you see your face coming up.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Oh, there's Mike. There's Mike. There's Mike. Mike, Mike. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Well,
0: anyway. I hope it grows
1: back uh, quickly.
0: It it will. It does. It does grow back. And I'm going to – actually, I'm going to grow a full beard first, you know, completely full beard. Hey, Nice. And then I can do my goatee the way I want it to, so it might have a little bit more flair to it I or something. I think you should you know. keep
1: the beard. If yeah,
0: you... I, Mary won't allow that.
1: Ah, <laughs> even, even for like a, like a day or so? I mean, come on. Be... Yeah, I don't know. Are beards still the thing? They still seem to be the thing. I mean, every every dude out there has a beard nowadays, it seems.
0: Yeah, I know. So. Eight-inch long beards, 10-inch long beards.
1: Yeah, exactly. So well, But not me. Well, looking forward to the, the regrowth. So, um, like I said, I was a little weirded out when you first popped up on my screen. I was like, hey. Can give
0: updates on there if uh, anybody's interested. <laughs> Probably not, but that's okay. Daily
1: photos of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Whose chin is this? Well, there you go. Yeah, we can make it a game. Is this Patrick's chin or is it Mike's chin? Well, I, could,
0: <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of difference. It, <laughs> it would be no uh, problem there. Anyway, we got a great subject for tonight
1: you know when today. I when yeah. I first yeah today it is Saturday Saturday afternoon March 11th um, we're making this work uh, we decided to postpone until today um, lots of reasons. You know, and I I figured maybe I should stop posting on Twitter like, hey, we got a great episode tomorrow or something like that, because we always seem to postpone it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Too much comes up.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not ever planned. But uh, but anywho, yeah, I I, I threw this idea towards Mike via text just last night and you responded immediately Ah, like, oh, yeah, I love that idea. You know, you've always been interested in it. You know, I think it's I think it's fitting for the um, return to our terminal series we're at the end of the show. We uh we provide our own personal yay or nay. No shades of gray, uh, no straddling the paranormal fence here. We're saying, yes, we believe. Nay, we do not. This is a good one. We're talking about Valiant Thor. You heard me, you're right. Um, chances are if you're you're a fan of all things weird and mysterious and strange, you've heard of Valiant Thor that, that was Valiant Thor barking in the background right now. I think they're all freaked out by Mike's uh hairless face they don't recognize them anymore <laughs> so.
0: no they never paid attention at all
1: <laughs> I, I don't know they seem a little hyper who's this strange man yeah. in our house
0: that's the uh yeah yeah Mishka, she likes to get out the look out the window and
1: well yeah there you go. What yeah. b- what better thing to do Barked nowadays? Any leaf
0: flying by.
1: Well, what better thing to do during this massive storm, we're getting blasted with. Yeah, we're so getting then, hit pretty hard. I mean, it's not massive, but it's definitely it's it's heavy. It's definitely it's it's a good one. Well,
0: I looked, and all of North Dakota is in the red. No travel advised. Yeah. everywhere.
1: And as we were saying briefly before uh, we started recording, you know, North Dakota is is uh, fairly flat. In case yeah. you aren't familiar, so um,
0: yeah, you can see a, a big big uh, wall of snow coming at you for 10 miles easily.
1: Well, you could probably see a relative standing on the opposite side of the state. It's so flat. <laughs> <You> yeah. Well, I <laughs> tell you one time, that many,
0: you know, many years ago I was, I went, well, there was a storm coming from the Southwest where the, we get the big ones. And uh, it was late, late at night and I was working, but I left work to go out in this open area of, a, a, outside of town where it was dark, you know, no city lights or anything. That's when I lived in Fargo and uh, I watched a storm come in from miles and miles and miles. I was standing there for, I don't know how long, but watching this. And it was moving fast and it was coming towards where I was and getting closer and closer, the lightning getting brighter and then the wind picking up and it was fantastic. And it had to been at least... At least 10 miles.
1: Yeah, I believe it, man. I believe I can it. See. You know, I was exaggerating just a little bit, you know, but yeah, you yeah. can see nearly as far as the eye can see when it comes to North Dakota. So uh, yep. Um, not surprising that the roads are shut down because they are probably yeah. glassy, slick and uh, covered in snow.
0: Drifts, yep. So. That's the way it is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got we're a little more uh, covered in trees in my neck of the woods. No pun intended there. So it's a little bit easier to travel, but the snow is accumulating. That's for sure. Well, Mike, uh, Valiant Thorn, gall darn it. Anyhow, what the hell is going on with this mysterious character? I want to um I want to ask you uh straight up here. How long have you been familiar with this this alleged oh boy. this alleged being? I don't know what else to refer to him as other than a yeah, being. it's
0: an alleged being. Um, geez. Oh man. I'd yeah. say probably the nineties, I would imagine.
1: Now, before we get into some of the details of it, you know, the, the story is, I mean, I wouldn't say it's lacking in details, but there's n- there's not a lot to it.
0: But, yeah, not a lot to find in No,
1: you know. no, I mean, but it's lasted for, you know, 70 years now, damn near right. 70 years. Mm-hmm. Um, for
0: 1957 those, in uh, Alexandria, Virginia.
1: Yeah, for those not familiar, Valiant Thor was supposedly an alien. Yeah. Uh, do we call him a venetian he claimed to have been from venus who landed along with two other alien beings in a like in Mar- like mike said there in a farm in alexandria um what was the state again mike i'm looking at it right now i forget what state Alexandria,
0: virginia 1957 actually yeah. this uh took place on march 16th coming up anniversary
1: anniversary damn near yeah that would be what 60- 60 yes. Sixty six years ago. Right. Yeah.
0: If my, if my, uh, you know, me and math, forget it. Well, my second but, grade
1: math serves me correctly. I think that was 66 years ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you know, what's interesting is when I was kind of doing some research today. Okay. So he had some co-pilots and you said right. he had two people. Right. I came up on a, um, article that said that his, one of his co-pilots was named Ingrid Cole.
1: Well, we covered Indrid Cold.
0: Yeah, Indrid Cold. That's what I meant. Yes. But the smiling man.
1: Exactly. You
0: know, he's out, you know, like killing people. I mean, then here (laughs) they're saying that he's one of the co pilots for Valiant Thor.
1: I had never heard of that connection ever.
0: Neither have I. Um, But I. Well, that adds a little twist to it. it.
1: That adds a definite twist to it. That's interesting. It, It
0: does. I thought you were going but, to say, like,
1: Ingrid Bergman or something like that at first. Ingrid, like, yeah, because I did say Ingrid, Bergman. yeah. I, I was like, what? <laughs> wow. I definitely yeah, never she, heard of that one.
0: Yeah, she thumbed her eye. Hey. But, uh, but yeah. Um, so, I don't know. That's something I've never heard before. It, needs, it uh, definitely uh, needs some more research on that.
1: Yeah, allegedly this Commander Valiant Thor or also sometimes referred to as the High Council, Valiant Thor, along with two other alien I don't know, co-pilots, as Mike said, crash-landed? Right. I mean, was is it considered a crash-landing, even though, as the story goes, he was they were meant to be here? It kind of made yeah, it sound were, like that they crashed.
0: A definite uh, mission they were on, yeah. Uh, but I did not, oh, man. Yeah, that's something I'd have to dig more into. You know,
1: maybe, perhaps not, you know, perhaps not, but I know that, you know, According to the legend, according to the story, upon this landing in this farmer's field in, in right. Alexandria, Virginia, well, naturally, the first two responds were uh, police officers. According to, again, I'm, I don't want to say this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip according to the story for the rest of the episode. I'm just going to say okay. it as it is. After they landed, police officers arrived and were spoken to. Right. Telepathically, mm-hmm. with this being valiant Thor, who dare I say commanded, demanded, or requested to be taken? You know, it's it's the cliched line. You know, take yeah. me to your leader type thing. Yeah. Um, I need to speak with your president at the time, Mister Dwight D. He specifically
0: said president,
1: president Eisenhower, and well. What would you do, Mike, if you're a police officer? We just say, hell no. I think they probably, <laughs> chances I, are you probably listen. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I have, oh,
0: I, I, yeah. And I would call the sergeant in charge that, that, that <laughs> evening
1: <laughs> and say, come here. Yeah, come here. I got, I got, talk about some, uh, a story I got for you, buddy. I don't know why my voice is cracked like there. Holy cow. That was pretty interesting. Patrick is just reaching puberty. I am just now during the show. <laughs> it's fun. I tell you. <laughs> When your voices
0: change. Yeah. Oh, uh, Peter. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. On the Brady Bunch. He yeah. wrote a song about that.
1: Yeah. That was, but anyway, that was a great, <laughs> great rendition. <laughs> that was a great rendition and a great addition to the show. So Yes. Now, I, let's preface this a little bit, Mike, That's as longtime listeners know, ding, 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 we are open minded as hell. When it comes to all things.
0: Absolutely. Sometimes I'm too much, but...
1: Well, hey, you said it, okay? You said it. Um, Yeah, I said it. (laughs) But even for us, there are some stories that just stretch the boundaries so much. It's just, hmm, where... I'm not exactly sure what I think about that one, but we will reveal our final, I guess, answer our final opinion, final take at the end of the show. Yay or nay, no shades of gray. You know, a said, sto- a, oh, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead.
0: A, a story like this. Um, oh no, I lost my train of thought when, when I was cutting you off. Um
1: <laughs> I lost my train of thought when I was cutting you off. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great tagline for the podcast. <laughs> <It is. laughs>
0: um okay, what I was gonna say is that you know, stories like this, uh they can be so outlandish, but you know, if you can figure out the percentage of that story that you want to take as most likely true and what might have been added on to it by who knows what you know who knows it's just so hard to tell where that line is where truth turns into you know uh, uh stretching stretching turns into well i didn't know that and then i didn't know that turns into just yeah. outlandish who knows what fabrication you know.
1: yeah outlandish fabrication you don't you know, exactly. you don't know. i mean we 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 come from kind of the school of thought that there's always a kernel of truth to all legends, right?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, if not more. And that can and that can uh, pertain to so many things in history and his planet and country. I mean,
1: Oh, oh, one hundred percent. And then there's also the 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 notion of kind of hidden in plain sight type thing. You know, it's absolutely it's, it's so clear as day. That's that's kind of their method of hiding it because it seems yep. to be so obvious that you just yep. kind of overlook it or it's like no that can't be it because it's right there. It's
0: when they're walking amongst us.
1: Yeah. Now what you just held up a beverage <laughs> to my to the screen there where you just Oh, looking.
0: I was looking. It was my, oh, I was Oh, I'm drinking my uh oh. apple cherry juice in my my uh St. Patrick's. I was going
1: to say your box. green uh, mug is, yes, uh, It's
0: a bunch of month of March. It
1: is. It is St. Patrick's with the little clover on it. Well, yes. there you go. Well, what the hell's in it? Just your Diet Coke.
0: Uh no that's that's my apple cherry juice oh
1: that's right yeah that is
0: correct although I do have a coke here with me as well
1: I thought I saw you chugging on that thing yeah Mike but anyway Mike mixes what? his drinks he's he's going, <laughs> yeah. he's going hardcore here this apple juice and his diet coke
0: apple and cherry boy what a what concoction <laughs> that is quite tasty <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay beardless man. Ugh.
0: <laughs> I'm freaking Patrick out uh, yeah, this whole yeah, just a little whole, bit whole episode.
1: Uh, okay. Now, as the story goes in the winter, oh, I just I just blew my my uh, my promise from earlier. In the winter of 1957, a Harley Andrew Bird. I am going to be reading from uh, reference material material here now just to right. uh, get us going. I here. think
0: I'm actually on the same page you are.
1: Oh, okay. Good. Uh, a Harley Andrew Bird, nephew to. Then Rear Ad- Admiral Richard R. E. Byrd of the United States Navy, who also worked for the Department mm. of Defense, and apparently was also assigned to the Project Blue Book that we're all familiar with—that's uh, another story down down the road altogether. I uh, got harried and got a harried and panicked call from the, the police. I can't speak from the police department in Alexandria, Virginia. Now, according to Harley Bird, two, two policemen reported. That they had seen a UFO had actually landed in a field. So, not crash landed, but landed. And that a tall man dressed in white had then emerged from the craft, claiming to be from, quote unquote, the High Council, calling himself Valiant Thor. Now, just as a brief aside, Bridge and I were talking about this yesterday because I was like, what the hell is the name of that guy? That guy that supposedly was, like, you know, working with the Pentagon, that alien years and years ago. And then, and we were both trying to pull it and we couldn't. And then uh, she looked it up and kind of quizzed me on it. And I I, I eventually got it. And I said, like, Oh, that's right, Valiant Thor. And I said, What a cool ass name. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's a cool name, man.
0: It's know. a cool name for it. And he's quite a handsome, fetching man. Well, supposedly. With, with quite a name.
1: You know, it yes. almost sounds like a, you know, you, you you, got your beautiful Buddy Rogers or your ravishing Rick <laughs> Rude wrestlers, and you have your Valiant <laughs> Thor, you know, back in the yeah. day.
0: Yeah, he comes out in a in a gorgeous George outfit pretty much probably. <laughs> yeah. Valiant Thor. That's
1: awesome. I I think I mixed him up. I, I what was Buddy Rogers' nickname? What wasn't? I think he was oh, the geez. I think he was the original Nature Boy. I think he was the original Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. That Rick Flair took the moniker the Nature Boy afterwards, So, All right, moving on and upwards here. Mike's frozen, so I'm going to talk a little bit. Calling himself Valiant Thor. This being was then purportedly picked up and taken to the Pentagon where he was introduced to the Undersecretary of Defense as well as Secretary of Defense Neil H. McElroy and then given VIP status and hurried off to see the President of the United States himself, Dwight D. Eisenhower, as well as the Vice President at the time, Richard Nixon. Now, according to Bird, Valiant Thor... Was, was from Venus. Spent some time. I think I am being <laughs> overtaken by Valiant Thor's spirit. I don't know what's happening there.
0: Either that or his charming good looks.
1: <laughs> now, speaking of charming good looks, Mike's hairless right now. So, uh, <laughs> uh, now, according yeah. to, uh, uh, as I start over again, according to. To Bird, Valiant Thor was from Venus and spent some amount of time at the Pentagon speaking to the president about the world's problems. Bird would then go on to say, I'm going to quote Mr. Bird, Commander James was on duty at the security clearance and review for the branch officer of the Project Blue Book. He oversaw the meeting through official channels and reported the landing and meeting of the quote-unquote space emissary, As he was labeled by the Department of Defense, to a governing group of high military officials, including Secretary of Defense FF Forstall and other scientific men, of which there were 12.
0: And these are big top name people. I mean, this is, uh, yeah. No,
1: absolutely. I
0: mean, besides the president and the, you know, I want to talk about the vice president, but you know what I mean.
1: Now, they in turn made made recommendations to the president and cabinet members, the CIA, FBI, NSA, and so on. The landing of Valiant Thor was perhaps the first documented landing of a human-type alien by military officials. He contacted an individual in the Pentagon who was an advocate of the UFO alien situation. Now, a quote, Nancy Warren, not sure why that name is in quotation marks, in turn contacted a minister who was also a private investigator and theologian. Theologian. Good God, I can't talk. Theologian. A Dr. Frank E. strange I'm gonna do a hell of a lot of editing for this episode, that's for sure. <laughs> a Dr. Frank E. strongest Now it looks like it's spelt like stranges with a like strange yes, with an it, S. It did look like that. Yep. Who then met with this individual, Dr. Stranges or Strongest had been a guest speaker at the National evangelist Jesus Christ. Evangelistic Center for two weeks. Now, just before we go on any further, this is according to journalnews.com.ph. Let's give the proper credit here for this for this article. And spinning all the way back to the original question, Mike, when did you first hear about this alleged character? I, I don't know if you ever answered. Well, I
0: said, I said uh, it probably was in the 80s, I would imagine, sometime.
1: Now, do you remember if it was like a— Late 80s. This wasn't like an in, in search of topic. I don't think it was, but was it on oh, man, some sort I of program, uh, program like that?
0: Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, I don't remember. I really don't remember. I could have yeah, read it somewhere.
1: That's tough. You know, to remember I was
0: reading it. a lot of books about these things back then in the eighties and that, and uh, doing, you know, reading a lot, and yeah. it, it probably came up in a book.
1: I think next time I'll put Mike on the spot and I'll say, Mike tell us your first memory of your very first word spoken. Who are you talking to? What did you mean? What did it mean to you? I mean, my God, I ask you too. I ask too mm. much of you. Sometimes Mike's actually thinking about that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I would not remember that. I. Huh. Um,
1: oh, come on now. Good God. With, without your facial hair and you're putting those fake teeth in. I don't think so. That's terrifying. Mm. That is, ter- that's a screenshot. Stop it. Good Lord. I am not continuing you did, until you remove those teeth. I was. Did you didn't take a screenshot of that? No, did I did not. <laughs> That's good. That's <laughs> nightmare material. Holy Toledo!
0: Yeah. So
1: anyway, you know the, the, our terminal episodes are kind of off the cuff. They're a little. They're a little bit more uh, wacky than 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 the, than the uh, standard podcast, which yeah. is kind of same quite a bit. I'm, a little off the cuff.
0: Still, uh, quite informative because we have to put out that kind of information. Oh, absolutely. Opinion.
1: Now, uh, Val, as we call him, Val, Valiant Thor landed in Alexandria and met with the president to discuss the world's problems and offer advice and counsel on how to deal with and eliminate them. He indicated to President Eisenhower that the world was in a precarious situation, and and if the world continued to proceed on a war footing, it would cause an economic imbalance throughout the world. Valiant Thor indicated that his race of people lived and dwelled underground and that many of the planets throughout the universe sustain life in the same manner. Now, that's there's a lot of questions there. Well, well, what manner? What do you mean you sustain life by living underground? How does that work? He also mentioned the waves of aliens who would land around the world to help with the Earth's seemingly insurmountable problems. He stated that a group from a distant planetary system will be coming to give aid and data to help the Earth's progress. Now, this article does share an alleged photo of Valiant Thor, who just looks like a dude.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was wondering about when, okay, so he said that they live underground. Yeah. And uh, supposedly, I would imagine that this has been something for many generations, you know, however long this. Right is a, these Venusians have existed? Well, first of all, you need to take the, the, the composition of Venus. Can it support life? I mean, this is a human being well, that well, right. is obviously breathing. Well, is, well, is he, Mike? you know, well, is he? Yeah, that's very true.
1: Is this some sort of, um, disguise? A is a,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, uh, something that, uh, appearing to, us as we would expect or be able to handle right you know he could be uh made out of a gaseous material himself well you know that's uh, true. That's, that's made out of pure energy as well and he can form himself into whatever he wants but
1: well you know there are stories and i think we 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 covered uh one crazy um alien story a while back there are alleged um witnesses well i shouldn't say alleged witnesses witnesses with alleged accounts where they claim to have seen you know not the alien beings themselves but the construct that they are within you know the the for lack of a better term a suit you know of some sort that's that uh, allows them to live on this earth you know in this different atmosphere so perhaps this valiant thor this human appearance is actually a protective suit of some sort.
0: Well, kind of like the movie Cocoon, when they unzip themselves and just light comes out. So are you saying <laughs>
1: Valiant Thor is Don Amici? That's, yeah, there you go. Uh,
0: Brian Dennehy.
1: Brian Dennehy. <laughs> Steve <laughs> Gutenberg for the younger generation.
0: Valiant slash Brian Dennehy. <laughs> <There you> <laughs> I,
1: I want to know how many of our listeners know the reference don amici oh Um,
0: god i i knew don of don amici before even uh what was it trading places or whatever it was oh i love
1: that yeah i I
0: love that movie yeah he has been an actor since a young man in old movies
1: yeah no
0: absolutely and ralph bellamy the same thing
1: good yeah legendary actors for sure his
0: partner and yeah
1: Help me help me with this memory, Mike, because I know I was called out that same night by by a new listener, very appreciated listener, Angela Don. I think I've called her out, you know, three times now because she she uh, pointed out to me when I said, oh, no one knows who the hell I'm talking about. And she's like, hello, I know That's exactly right. who you're talking about. I don't remember who that was, but uh,
0: yeah, it's all good. Yeah, she did. She did call you out
1: now. Um, <laughs> it gets weirder and weirder. Vice President Richard Nixon was apparently fascinated by Val. And this is an alleged quote from Mr. Nixon himself. <laughs> so you want to believe what Mr. Nixon has to say? That's totally up to you.
0: Anyhow, you won't have Tricky Dick to push around anymore.
1: He wasn't that's a crook. He, he was not a crook. <laughs> uh, this is uh, an alleged quote from Mr. Nixon. You now, again, if you can picture his voice, yeah, just try and play that in your head.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember it well.
1: You, I, I'm gonna, I, I, I can't read this without trying to do his damn voice. Okay, Blah. Blah. you have certainly caused a stir. That was terrible. That's <laughs> from an out of towner, of course, we are not totally convinced of anything just yet, but suffice it to say, we are checking and double checking everything you say and do. When Sergeant Young from Alexandria radioed in and stated that you had just landed in a flying saucer, we thought Sergeant Young had flipped. (laughs) Say, were you in on that UFO flap over Washington? You certainly had us all in a dither, if you were.
0: A dither? Yeah. You have us in a dither with this LSD trip you've been on.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Well, those are age-appropriate terms there. Dither. You don't hear that that often anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. LSD. Well... (laughs) <laughs> wow yeah. the governor was doing big testing with that back in
1: something yeah anyway. that's very true Oh uh, yeah talk about a controversial supposed um yes. occurrence awful awful stuff now author frank e stranges strongs however the hell you pronounce his name strang he claimed to have <laughs> had a personal meeting with the entity and give much information of these interactions between Valiant Thor and the government in his book on the matter, the 1967 Stranger at the Pentagon. I'ma go also into depth about the alien's appearance and behaviors. The author said that Val looked like a perfectly normal human being, except that he had six fingers on each hand and could live for 500 years. He's the six-fingered man from the Princess Bride. My god, That's it's right. Christopher, Who Boy, he is he gets around. He first he's Don Amici, and now he's Christopher Guest. Wow, <laughs> I don't
0: know which one would you rather be, Christopher Chris, Guest? Christopher probably. Guest, yeah,
1: yeah, Christopher Guest because he's still alive.
0: He'd be much more funny, too.
1: <laughs> now, not only but Don for... was
0: a very talented, talented, oh, sure, big talent. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Not only could or did they have six fingers on each hand and could live for 500 years, but it also turned out. That he wasn't alone, having actually married, or, or married, <laughs> arrived with three companions. Maybe they were married, I don't know. Called Don, Jill, and Tanya. Val supposedly no told Indra, him, Don. no Ingrid, no sorry, or Ingrid, anything. No Ingrid, yeah. Berg, Bergman, <laughs> nothing like that. Now Val supposedly told him that they had been watching humanity closely since the atomic bombs in World War II and sought to begin a new era in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding on our planet. Curiously, Strongz would also claim that Valiant Thor had deep interest in Christianity, even go as far even going as far as to say that Jesus was in fact an alien from outer space and had spread his word across the galaxy. That's something that we've kind of talked about before as well. Very, very touchy, very controversial um idea notion that jesus was in fact not of this earth physically There are a lot to say that he wasn't anyhow divine Very divinity divine. there you go thank you i
0: got a question here
1: yeah before i uh finish here please throw out your question
0: uh okay so you have seen this picture of valiant thor yeah there's several is it is it the, okay have you seen the one where he's sitting with a, a dark suit white shirt Um, He's kind of looking over his left shoulder, and you can see his hand, his right hand in front of his suit.
1: I wish I had that on my phone to pull up right now.
0: And I see five fingers.
1: Well, that debunks it right there, doesn't it? Now, there's also one, there's a picture that claims to be of Valiant Thor, and it's a totally different person. You, really, the yeah. majority of these pictures of this valiant Thor of, are, are, are of a kind of suave looking gentleman with dark hair. Mm-hmm. Dark yep, hair that's is what the I'm main looking thing. At right now. You know, kind of a, a prominent nose. But then mm-hmm. there's also another picture where the man does blonde. Well, it's black and white picture, so right. it's either blonde or extremely gray or white.
0: Yes, I have seen
1: that. It's a more rugged looking man. Very, yeah, very. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like a crew cut, you know, very. Yep, uh, yep, yep, yep. So it's like, well, what is it here? Hmm. Bubs. Now, the author, Frankie Strangs, I already read that part, had a meeting, yada, yada, yada. Jesus, all the good stuff, also told him that his purpose and coming was to help mankind return to the Lord. He spoke in positive terms, always with a smile on his face. He said that man was further away from God than ever before, but there was still a good chance if man looks in the right place. Now apparently, Valiant Thor actually stayed and worked in the Pentagon for three damn years before he basically just disappeared. Or is it as it is, it is written here? Dematerializing in 1960 to return to his home planet. Um, that's the gist of the story. <sighs> that is the gist of the story of Valiant Thor. Now it's time to get. Now it's time for the fun stuff. <laughs> um, I do have my professional notes written down here, by the way. I think
0: that. Frank E. Strangest. I think it's Strangest.
1: I know, but I want to say Strongs all the time. But we'll go ever, with Strangest. Ever, do
0: you ever watch uh, Impractical Jokers? No, I do not. They have this one part on there where this, they sit behind the desk, one of them, and uh, these people out in the waiting room uh, on the other side of this desk, it's like they're waiting to go see somebody, and they have this list of names that they have to read off like they're calling somebody from this crowd to go back and talk to whoever they're supposed to talk to. But it's all names that the other guys have made up. And one of them was strangest, strangest basketball. Oh, for gosh sakes. Something like that. <laughs> and, and that's just the way it looked there. It's strange. Oh,
1: well, thank you for that tidbit.
0: Yeah. But you should see that. It's funny. Very funny. The names they come up with, but I anyway, will, just a side point. I am writing that down.
1: Point. Impractical jokers. Slash, nothing to do with the topic at hand. Okay, no,
0: no, What? they have some great stuff with Gary Busey on their show.
1: Oh, and Mike a loves couple, Gary couple Busey episodes. <laughs> I think
0: he'd be so great for a retro and random, <laughs>
1: you know, that's probably someone he'd probably be willing to do that.
0: Oh, hell yeah, get the spiritual philosophy of Gary Busey.
1: I can picture the image right now for the episode, just his teeth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, right. anyway.
1: Now, like I said, we gave you a basic rundown of of the story of Valiant Thor, uh Venetian emissary. You know, did he work with the Pentagon? Was he here for you know positivity? Was he trying to help us out? Was, was he trying to prevent mankind from destroying itself? Or Mike, is there a, a possibility? Is there a possibility? We don't know. We're going to go off the rails here a little bit. As depicted in American Horror Story a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, I want to hear about that. In there, and I'll say this very briefly because we're running out of time here. Um, their season, half their season, was broken down into I mean, it's, it's fiction, but it's based on this Valiant Thor essentially. It's based on the idea of aliens uh, creating alien-human hybrids and Taking over the planet. Any chance in hell that this valiant Thor, we don't know, instead of being here to spread positivity and to save humankind, was in fact here for very nefarious, um, antagonistic, downright evil reasonings uh, reasons, I should say. Uh, de- they depicted in the show that, and I might have mentioned this before, that upon arrival and. While well, basically showing their brute strength, the dangers of disagreeing with them, he got President Eisenhower to agree to allow them to abduct, kidnap, you know, I believe up to 10,000 humans in exchange for technology, which was suggested in the show back in 1957, was actually the blueprint for the iPhone, um, and so on and so forth. And Eisenhower depicted in the show. He reluctantly agreed, and it it went off the rails. It went to the part where Lady Eisenhower was having an affair with Valiant Thor, and she was <laughs> she was part of it. She was part of the subter subterfuge. As long as it
0: wasn't Mamie Eisenhower. Right? <laughs> no,
1: yes. uh, well, you know who we're talking about here. I think, Mike. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was. I mean, it's bizarre, but that's what American Horror Story is all about. I, uh, on a total side note, I totally prefer the first five or six seasons of American horror story really gone off the rails in the last or seven, 75,000 mm. years. But, uh, any who's Mike, if you buy into this and we're not revealing our year or nay yet, if you buy into this, do you think that Valiant Thor was here for positive reasons or here to create to basically take over mankind and create this alien human hybrid to save their species?
0: Well, the thing is, is if they were here to, uh, do the alien hybrid project, which to me, if that is going on, that started long before.
1: Yeah. uh, That's a good point.
0: Valiant Thor. Sure. I believe. Um, If he wanted to destroy us, if he was like a, you know, came here to destroy us or to, uh, just, uh, pre look over everything for before the, uh, invading armada oh sure
1: i uh, gotcha. you know yeah yeah yeah
0: um i don't believe that either because it never happened and if they're so mighty you know if they wanted to do it they would have which is a theory about about any alien species that we have right so
1: no those are good know. points good point and,
0: and, and was and and if he was here for uh uh reasons of wanting to help or or uh, to save mankind by, you know, having so many humans that they can abduct for this research in this alien hybrid program. His purpose, if that was his purpose, I could believe that because that stuff is still possibly going on and did happen since then.
1: Now, one thing that uh, all valid points, Mike, all all, all valid points on Valiant Thor. Um <sighs> One thing that immediately jumps out to me is how did this nephew, this Harry Barley or whatever the hell is, it, Harry, Harley Bird, <laughs> Harley Bird, you know, he says he's the nephew, or well, he didn't say it. He is a nephew of this rear admiral of the Navy, a the guy who was working for the Department of Defense and was assigned to Project Blue Book. Is that something that was just kind of, oh, whoopsie, I heard Uncle Richard talking about this. I overheard him, and now I know. And so I'm going to leak this secret or is it just a bunch of hogwash that this, this Harley bird is just wants to get his name out there.
0: Those are all things that you really need to dig into because, you know, if there's like this top secret information that this bird has, nobody is going to hear him talking about it or overhear them, him talking about it to somebody. I mean, It's it's more it's it's gonna be more covered up and classified than that, especially if you're, you know, whatever was he an admiral or something like that or
1: yeah, rear admiral,
0: yeah, Adam Bird. I mean, big name there.
1: You know, I did I wrote Um, this down just because, um, though I don't want to forget it either. But I wrote down I said similar to case of Roswell witness, you know, supposedly sharing his story with the family, and I'm talking about Major Jesse Marcel, who was the first on the scene of the Roswell crash, who upon you know he initially said that what he discovered was not of this earth right wasn't that his quote Mm -hmm. but then he immediately retracted that and then was told to say what we all know they eventually said and as you know down the down the road we go year after year after year it's revealed that he had the diary he was keeping this diary that his family has and they were i can't remember if it was a television show i saw it on or if it was an article i was reading but I believe it was a CIA investigator who was looking into this. Anyways, this diary by Major Marcel, around the exact time, it looked like a military handbook of sort. And around the time mm-hmm. of the Roswell crash, all of a sudden, all of the entries in this diary were written in a manner overtly different from all the entries before the Roswell occurrence and all the entries like after, as if yeah. maybe perhaps another hand was literally writing those notes or was major marcel under such stress under such scrutiny that you know unwittingly his handwriting was completely different it's interesting to think about it's you know what what type of pressure was he under and it's like is the same pressure over this harley bird you know was he just dying to get the information out there but how would he get the information if his dad was working on project blue book did he just Was it a slip of the tongue saying, hey, come over here, nephew. I got a story to tell you.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of questions there because I I think it's uh, it's not very likely that somebody in a high command um, is going to take their top secret um, privileges lightly. Amen. You know, uh, you know, they are, you know, I had a secret clearance, which I knew basically means I knew nothing, but I could I could pick up secret messages from one place and deliver them to another or make sure, you know, things like that. But but that doesn't mean that I knew anything. But um, you know, you got a top secret clearance and you're in this high level capacity, um, you're gonna take that seriously. You're not gonna mess that up. Unless you're on your deathbed like you know people have
1: done. Very true. Mike, it's that time, man. It's time to wrap it up. We gave you a very, very brief rundown of well, it's kind of a very brief story. Uh we gotta call it from yeah. what you feel, from your heart of hearts, from your years of research, <laughs> your um abundant knowledge of all things alien. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yay or nay, Mike, no shades of gray. The story of Valiant Thor <laughs> What say you, sir? Well, you
0: know, I'd like to put caveats on these things at times. Ah, yes. (laughs) And I I... hate to do that because I don't think it should be allowed.
1: Well, no, it shouldn't um, be because this is, there's a reason we call it (laughs) yay or nay, no shades of gray. There's no straddling the paranormal, in this case, alien fence here.
0: Well, it's yay or nay, no shades of gray or caveats, then, period.
1: (laughs) Fine. I'll add that on to the. Okay. Anyway.
0: Oh, my God. Um, okay.
1: These are always painful for Mike. With
0: an explanation, I can put a little bit of an explanation on well, it. Of course, you can. Okay. So, uh, as we talked about earlier, all things come from some grain of knowledge, grain of truth. Um, I think that this did happen. I'm yaying on this. But, and I'm not calling this a caveat, this is my explanation. Um, well it's kind of a caveat, but anyway, <laughs> are you,
1: yeah, are you using the word caveat correctly?
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Let's, 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 let's save it's Mike it, here. A little. Yeah. I'm going to look up it, it, caveat.
0: It's probably, uh,
1: I mean, I thought I, I, I could have used it wrong all the time as well. Okay. Caveat Mike is a warning or proviso of specific stipula- stipulations, conditions, or limitations and the examples set here are there are a number of caveats which concern concern the validity of the assessment results i'm not sure yeah oh well uh, well you can use it kind, if you want <laughs>
0: kind, it's kind of going in but going in the, in the other direction maybe i don't know
1: but you were saying
0: uh, uh See, I lose track so quick when, when you, when well, you, you said,
1: yay. You said, as far as it I being did like say, yes, based yes. on a kernel of truth, you said, yay.
0: Yes. Okay. So it, yes, something did happen, but the level that it went to and the, the details that are in there, I think a lot of them are embellished. Um, yeah, uh, there's a lot, you know, there's just so many parts of this that can go in so many directions and be thrown in at different times. I, you know, as the story grows or goes on. But I think it did start with uh, something that did happen, and we just don't know the whole information or ins and outs of it because it is top secret and very little, I think, would have been exposed unless somebody deliberately did it, not caring what happened um, to get the story out. But since there wasn't information, people start thinking things, speculating, making things up. And then it goes to, you know, all well, the three co-pilots, and uh, one of them is injured, cold, but that's in another story. So that's another uh, thing that was thrown in there, possibly.
1: And it, and as I read, they were all married, apparently.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I
1: meant to say arrived, but I said they married. Ah, anyways, go ahead.
0: Yeah. So anyway, yes, I say yay, but. Uh, With a lot of uh,
1: so so a yay embellishment
0: on their story
1: a yay with an asterisk by it asterisk
0: maybe yeah and it's not a shade of gray because I am still saying yes it did happen but not totally as depicted
1: well shockingly I have to give it a big fat nay but I have shockingly (laughs) I have uh, you know sorry for not building up the suspense there boys and girls. I have an asterisk asterisk next to mine as well. Okay. Just because, as we mentioned earlier, everything has, every legend is born out of some kernel of truth. Right. And then we add the human embellishments. We, we add the human elaborations, the human exaggerations, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. We have all of that. But also the possibility, as we mentioned earlier, Mike, that perhaps this is all part of a big ruse where they are making it so absurd that we tend to ignore it. Then we oh, yeah. we we tend to. It's like feeding us with all the disinformation out there. Mike is like we mm-hmm. keep embellishing this wacky story to make it sound even less and less believable. Well, guess what? It's going to be less and less believable. Was yeah. there um, interaction between the White House, the Pentagon, and an alien species? I definitely think that that is possible. Absolutely 100%. I believe that is possible. Was it the Eisenhower administration? I don't know. I have to say nay about this particular case, but with the little asterisk. I can't say that word today. With that thing. Asterisk. Asterisk next to it, just with the idea of it being embellished on purpose to make people like me say nay. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Sure it does, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, Disinformation, I mean, there's so yeah, the government and whoever else the powers that be are they have a lot of things up their sleeves that they can
1: pull out at any time. They got it up somewhere, that's for sure. Well, Mike, this has been cool. They got it up somewhere. <laughs> I thought you missed that. Thank you for catching that one. Yeah. Uh it was a thanks for joining me, Mike. This was a blast and our return to our terminal series. We need to do these more often. Uh Yet again, Mike says yay. Yet again, I say nay. But we both have asterisks next to our final decisions. So I guess it's a really blurry shade of gray, kind of. Yeah. But not really. Not really. Well, Mike, we have a Patreon episode to dive into. We are returning to the Patreon-exclusive contents as well. We just released the season two premiere of Retro and Randoms, our other pop culture podcast. You guys need to check them out. Check it out. Season one is now available on YouTube and everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. And it's growing by leaps and bounds. Tell your friends. It's a total 180 from what we do here. (laughs) We have a good time. We have a lot of ideas in our little noggins for season two topics. My
0: brain is the size of a walnut.
1: Well, you said it. (laughs) I didn't say anything like that. I'm still distracted by your (laughs) your hairless face.
0: Yeah, me too. But if Um, you were to... If you were to run your fingers on my cheek, you would feel that there is whiskers there.
1: What a great way to end the podcast. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Okay. (laughs) Well, we have a good topic for our our return to our Patreon-exclusive episodes. Yes, we're talking about the great paranormal fiasco, trouble in paranormal paradise. Yeah, there's Yeah. uh, there's some shit going down in the world of paranormal programming that we have a lot of opinions and takes to share with our awesome Patreon subscribers. You can join for as little as a buck a month. If you don't like it, you can get on out of there. Lots of cool content over there. We think it'd be worth it. Tons and tons and tons of Patreon-exclusive episodes. A shit ton. Yeah, I'm actually swearing on that. A shit ton of our own paranormal investigations, both audio yeah. and video, and some fun, silly stuff. It's it's really, we think it's worth uh, checking out. Mike? Yep. Yeah. Until next time, my friend, what do our awesome fellow zoners need to do? Peace out, baby.